Hello, hello, hello. My name is Arlo Bowles, and I am the host of this podcast, Math Explained by a Kid. In this episode, we're going to start small and talk about the Pythagorean Theorem. For those who don't know what it is, we'll explain it, and for those who do, we'll talk a bit more about how it's used and why it works. Okay, starting off, for those who do not know what Pythagorean Theorem is yet, I'm going to explain it so you can follow along later. Here's the equation. a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Now the variables represent side lengths of a right triangle, a triangle containing one angle of 90 degrees. And so with this, we can find any side length of any right triangle as long as we have the other two sides. This is why this equation is so powerful. C represents the hypotenuse, the longest side, which is opposite the right angle in the triangle. Now that C is the hypotenuse, we can assign A and B to any of the other two sides left. If your triangle is a right triangle, then A squared plus B squared will always equal C squared. Just remember that you need to take the square root of C squared before you get your final side length. You can also find B if you have A and C, and A if you have B and C with this handy algorithm. Pythag comes up in all sorts of geometry puzzles and in real-life examples. Let's learn more about why it works after a quick break. Alright, now we know what the Pythagorean theorem is and how to use it, let's see why it works and try to prove it. To help us better understand it, I'm going to read a passage from The Joy of X by Stephen Strogatz. This is a really great book, and I highly recommend it. I'm going to read from chapter 12, Square Dancing. Okay, he starts out with a pretty basic introduction to Pythagorean theorem. He uses a very simple common example where you plug in a equals 3 and b equals 4. a squared plus b squared is 3 squared plus 4 squared. You get 9 plus 16. Add them together to get 25. And so c squared equals 25. Now we take the square root and we get c equals 5. This is a very common example and it's a good one to use for beginners. Okay, now reading on, this is what he says. This way of looking at the Pythagorean theorem makes it seem like a statement about lengths, but traditionally it was viewed as a statement about areas. That becomes clearer when you hear how they used to say it. The square on the hypotenuse is the sum of the squares on the other two sides. Notice the word on. We're not speaking of the square of the hypotenuse. That's a newfangled algebraic concept about multiplying a number, the length of the hypotenuse, by itself. No, we're referring to a square literally sitting on the hypotenuse like this. Now, here it shows the square c squared, sort of like sitting on the hypotenuse. Here's where I highly recommend taking out a piece of paper and drawing exactly what I describe. Draw a right triangle and extending from the hypotenuse, a square with approximate side lengths equal to the hypotenuse. Now, I'm going to keep reading. Let's call this the large square. To distinguish it from the small and medium squares, we can build on the other two sides. He now has a picture of the squares a squared and b squared extending from the sides a and b, just like the side c squared is extending from side c. I recommend you draw those out too. Now here's the part where he goes on to prove the theorem 
I'm not going to verbally express the diagrams that he goes on to draw via a podcast. It's too hard. So I'm going to use a different proof that's easier to understand over audio. Still, it may make no sense, so be sure to message me if you're having any trouble visualizing it. This is where people will become vital. Draw exactly what I tell you. Start off with your same right triangle. Now draw the square C squared on the hypotenuse like before. Now you want to draw three more right triangles with all of their hypotenuse, hypotenuse, I don't know, touching the square C squared. So each side, on each side of the square C squared, draw that same triangle with the hypotenuse touching the side. You should now have a larger square surrounding the square C squared, which is rotating inside of it, which is rotated. Like the square C squared is a bit offset. If we write out the side lengths of the triangles, we can find that the area of the large square is a plus b squared. Now we can find the area of the square c squared by taking the area of the large square and subtracting the areas of the four original triangles. If this gets too complicated, you can go back and listen to it again. You can probably slow it down. Just make sure that you're writing this down or it will make no sense. Okay, we know that the area of the triangles is AB over 2, right? Because it has a base of B height of A. Since we have 4, the combined area is 4 times AB over 2, or 2AB. Okay, this is where it gets even more complicated. Now we can write down that C squared is A plus B squared, so the area of the big square, minus 2AB, so the area of the four triangles. Basic algebra tells us that A plus B squared is A squared plus 2AB plus B squared. So we can expand our previous equation to be C squared equals A squared plus 2AB plus B squared minus 2AB. The plus 2AB and minus 2AB cancel out, and we get c squared equals a squared plus b squared, qed. Just like that, we prove the Pythagorean theorem. Well, that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It did get pretty complicated by the end there. If you don't understand anything, try going back and listening to it again. If you still don't get it, you can message me or just Google it. If I got anything incorrect, which is sure to happen in future more complicated episodes, then please tell me, because I want to learn and I don't want to misinform others. I had a lot of fun making this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can support this podcast at anchor.fm slash r-lo8 or by sharing it with your friends and family. Again, I want to recommend the book The Joy of X. I will be referencing it in future episodes. See you then!